Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and I don't feel like a host right now because every piece of equipment I have has failed in the the most bizarre way. I say bizarre because I had French class this morning. Um, it's been ridiculous and I, I'm never one to buy into Mercury when it goes retrograde as much, but I am feeling it so hard. And, uh, I, I regret saying that it wasn't real. If I never said it wasn't real, I was just saying it's what you make it. Um, my computer isn't working. The sound drivers aren't working. The microphones aren't working. Um, multiple computers down. I'm literally recording this podcast from a teeny tiny road mic plugged into my phone, kicking it old school, the way I used to do it in the very beginning. And it's very humbling because I recorded, a beautiful podcast of something I thought was beautiful, um, yesterday and was very, very excited about the topic. And it was a 45 minute podcast and it, it has this insane like robot sound that comes in and out every 30 seconds. I could not subject you to the misophonia that was, um, not great. So you won't hear that episode. And I thought, well, if the universe didn't like it or that wasn't the message that needed to go out today, well, you've got my attention because we are dealing with something else. The topic that I was going to talk about and that's still relevant here is um, how to be the observer and not the judger. And it's really difficult. I guess like I'm getting more skin in a game because I get very frustrated when things are delayed. I'm type A person, firstborn child pretty typical. And when I have a plan and when I want to bring something from thought to fruition, I'm really good at being able to kind of pinpoint what's the problem, what, how can I fix it? How can I get it to, you know, market or person or whatever, um, as soon as possible. And so this feeling of lack of efficiency and delay and plan I had to go back and watch like four videos about what's happening in this particular retrograde. And I'm not going to, I'm not the astrologer, so I'm not going to kind of break it down for you. But I know that for myself that these delays cause a type of frustration that's different than, you know, not just getting my way. It is, it is more of this prolonged feeling of not having control and the sense of, 
if, if I can't control something, something really bad is going to happen. And so I found myself super frustrated all morning because I normally post my episodes at 6am and I can't post it at 6am. So people are going to wonder what's wrong. And I feel in that way, responsibility or something like, you know, if it's up a few hours later, that's fine. Nobody dies. It's okay. But there's just something in me that wants to have that perfection, wants to be able to produce a quality product because the audio on this is going to be shit. I'm sure. Um, I can't even listen to it while I'm talking. It's driving me crazy. (laughs) So type A. Um, so that perfectionistic quality, it applies to loads and loads of my other plants. Now you may not be type A and you may not be a perfectionist. Uh, but I know that when we watch the world and we watch, you know, just our, let's, let's keep it small. Um, when we watch our personal lives and we have plans and we have ideas of what we'd like to do, whether that be in our spiritual life and our physical life or whatever, that we can get very attached to an outcome and expectation. And the reason why I talk about this so much is because I am literally talking to myself that we have these expectations of what we think things should be or how they should look or when they should happen. And this particular time, Mercury going retrograde and uh, also all these eclipses and stuff that have been happening or whatever has given very much the feeling of going backwards. And I hate that. I hate feeling like, um, like lack of progress or having to go back and revisit something. Why? Because to me, it feels like a waste of time, a waste of time. I hate it. And I know lots of you hate it, hate wasting your time. That feeling of like, Oh, I have to do something again is it it feels pointless. Even if the, maybe, maybe this episode will be better than what I had planned, but it doesn't feel like it. So (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm recording this right after all this stuff went down and I just gave up and said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. But that surrender process and coming in and saying, okay, what does it look like for me to, someone asked the other day, what's the difference between surrender and giving up? And it's very nuanced because the me surrendering is saying like, I, I had so much resistance to come. This sounds dumb, but I had so much resistance to recording this episode on my phone because I'm a professional, I tell myself. And I bought a fancy new computer and I have these new microphones, whatever. And I wanted to use that. And it's humbling in the sense of it's bringing me back to the beginning and needing to surrender to the process and seeing that all of this fancy shit is not important. The message is what's most important. And so it is humbling because we get really attached to all these external things and our expectations for our process in our life or for our process in our spiritual walk or whatever you want to call it. And we sometimes just really need to pare down and do the simplest thing. And so surrender often looks like releasing that resistance and just going with the flow and being like, all right, here I am for the ride. I'm just going to trust that what is coming out is going to be best for whatever the outcome is going to be. And defeat looks more like, well, fuck it. I'm just not going to even do this. I'm not even going to put my effort into this. This sucks. Like nothing works. Like it's, you know, it's different energetically. And so I watch myself throttle between both very often. 
and the circumstance that I'm waiting for in my life right now, I, I've very quickly, um, not this circumstance or something else happening in my life that I very often, um, I don't surrender it. I don't just trust that and the timing will be right. It'll happen, you know, whatever. Instead I give up and say, this isn't going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing works for me. You know, I go on to that kind of tantrum and I don't mean to say tantrum because it is very valid what it is that I'm feeling. I don't want to gaslight myself, but, and also you either, because the reason I say tantrum though, is because when we think of tantrum, we think of children, someone who can't regulate their emotions and they're flipping out, you know, and in the same way, I think that for us, when we are in a position of, you know, trying to do some healing within our inner child, we're very often brought back as adults to places in our life where we have not healed as children. And so I find that retrograde very often brings me back to spaces that have yet to heal. And so here I am thinking about the ways in which I felt that I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough or that I'm not allowed to have the things that I want to have. And in the simplest example, you know, I, I often think that the universe fucks with me just to have content. And in this today, I thought, why today? The day that I need to bring back uh, or not bring back to publish a podcast. Why today? And of course, it needs to happen today because the emotion is still here. I'm still mad. <laughs> I am watching the waveforms on my phone thinking like, I don't want to, um, peak, you know, I'm going to have to go back and edit that later or whatever. And it's, it's those kinds of things that I get stuck on when those things are not important. At the end of the day, it is my expectation that causes my suffering very often. It's my expectation of how things should go. It's my expectation of when it should happen. It's my expectation of who it's going to be that causes my suffering. And so when I I have this issue where I really like to get excited about things. I love excitement. Who doesn't love excitement? And, um, me and my partner respond to things very differently when he's excited. It, it sounds as if I'm talking to you right now, very like kind of low key. And I'm like, you're not excited. And he's like, I'm excited. And <laughs> I just think that that's how some people are. Um, but I, I love the idea of the, the plan, the, the looking forward to something, but the problem with that is that the excitement and the planning and the looking forward to means that I'm never really present. I'm always looking at the future and going into places and thinking like what it could be an experience I'd like to have. And it's not enough to have that experience because once that experience is done, I'm on to the next thing. And I know that this is a chronic problem of mine. This is something I'm working on, you know, avidly. Um, like with the failure of our wedding plans, it's like, I keep trying to pick the wedding plans up and then there, there keeps being something that stops it. And I'm saying, you know, maybe the universe is serving me here that I'm learning how to expand in this particular area. Maybe there's something better that could happen next year or the year after I want it to happen fucking now, you know, <laughs> and that can be with loads of things. Right. And I know that, that many of you have had lots of your plans delayed, um, you know, with the last two years or, um, even now, you know, like that you are looking forward to something, wanting something to happen and just be like, when is that thing going to happen? What am I going to 
that job? When am I going to meet that person? When am I going to finally make enough money? When am I going to get the house? Like we all have these plans and, and these delays that show up particularly during this time. And so it is, it is frustrating to see that our, our thoughts cannot be brought into fruition. So I thought about it as an invitation. What does that mean for me as a human here? What is the invitation and possibly quite possibly that the invitation is to be present. And, you know, I don't personally, I'm trying to find value in what it means to be present and to be in the now. And I know that's super important core belief of spiritualists, but it's something that I struggle with. I have a really hard time just being here right now. And, um, you know, I spend a lot of time, um, redecorating my office, uh, because we moved rooms from, from downstairs to upstairs and, um, in order to give, uh, my stepkids their own room. So in that I was a little bit, uh, upset cause I had just redone my office. I wasn't upset about it. I was just miffed. Um, it, this is an inconvenience, but then I got excited cause I thought, Ooh, I can make a new plan and this could be, it could look like this and I could have more space and it's actually better than what I had uh, imagined for myself as far as a space where I would do my work and meditate and so on. Anyway, all that to say, the plan that I made for this room was design wise, energy wise to foster an energy of presence. That was my intention. I didn't know that at the beginning, but like my soul kind of took over and said to make this space. Um, we had all kinds of like happy accidents that happened in the process of, you know, the paint color wasn't right. And then having to repaint it or mix a color. And then it's like, oh, it's kind of pink. It's actually a mauve color, which is not as much my vibe. I didn't think, but once we painted it, I was like, oh, wow, this feels really calming. This feels really nice. It ended up being better than I had planned for better than I expected. And so as I started to kind of cultivate the vibe of what I wanted, I'd started to collect the pieces and put things together. And I started to really recognize that I, I wanted to have a space that fostered presence that I would sit in here and be able to look around and think, wow, that's beautiful. And be able to, it'll draw me into the now, draw me into where I am right now. And while that was it's a nice, it's a nice thought. It's still a struggle to do at times, but I, I say that because I'm sitting here looking around thinking, what, like, can I just feel what it feels like to be in this moment? Because there is no time. Time is maybe not real. <laughs> time is not linear. And in that structure of thinking about time, there is no future and there is no past. There are memories that we have based off of something that happened. And we have thoughts of what we imagine that can happen in the future. But like the only time is now, whatever's happening right now in this moment, right now. And as a philosophy, I guess it's the only time that's really important. And so for those of you who struggle with anxiety, like myself, um, we are often living in the future, a place that doesn't exist. And so because it doesn't exist, of course you'd be anxious. Like <laughs> it's not real. So we make our plans, we make our expectations. We think about those future things 
and being in that space and knowing that like, we don't know if it's going to happen or not, because that place that we're imagining is not actually a real place. Of course, it would foster some fear. We're put, we're hinging a lot on it. And I mean, hopefully you stick with this analogy or philosophy, I guess, but the future or our plans is where we, we dream and where we try to manifest something into being. And that's not a bad place to go. It's how we're able to bring thought to fruition. But I'm challenging myself to think about what it, is it possible that the present can be a lovely place to foster manifestation? Maybe in fact, could it be even better? If I'm present with myself and I'm present in this moment, I'm not thinking about the fears of something failing or the fears of something maybe not happening. I can think about what I would like, but I would have to think about it in the present of what it would feel like now. And if I think about it in the present, then that means that I would have actually had that thing, at least in thought form. And if that's the case, then it would have fostered the feelings of having it now. So I wouldn't feel without it. I wouldn't feel like I needed it at some point in the future. I would have fostered the feelings to have that now. Now that's a particular type of practice that I've not mastered. And if you have mastered that good on you, you must be an incredible monk of sorts because (laughs) I think it's a challenge for everybody. But if we start thinking about our plans in a way that are more about how we feel in the present about those plans, rather than what we fear in the future about them not happening, I think that there's a dynamic shift that can happen. And I I feel it now because in the moment I am, you know, I was thinking about this podcast and what am I going to talk about? What am I going to say? And afraid that the podcast I did yesterday would have been a waste and that I would have put all this work into it and did all this stuff and my computer's not working this and this. And my fear is that tomorrow people will be disappointed with me. People will be upset or um, I'm upset with myself, you know, like, or what if something's wrong with my brand new computer and then I have to get this and do this and da, da, da. what if I'm going to lose time? I guess if time's not real, then nobody's losing any time, but that's my fear. That's, those are the problems that I have in my, my conceptualizing of it anyway. And I'm just in this moment right now sitting down and I said, you know, I was trying to put it off and I had all this resistance of going to the more humble route and then sitting down and saying, you know what, none of this matters none of this matters. It, it, it is at the very, when I say none of this matters, all of the fears and all of the upset and all of the delay and all of the, my, my, my ideas of what I expected have been shattered. The universe goes, Hey, maybe there's something better that you can't see. Maybe in fact, this message is better for the collective right now. And by you being obedient to surrender the resistance of trying to make the other thing work, you've actually created something better. And in your life, if you find, if you're finding that you're struggling with trying to bring something into fruition, especially right now, and you find that you're meeting all this resistance and that all these, this push and this move and this trying or whatever is not working, lean back lean back. Not only like lean back, maybe take a different route. Maybe try a different thing. 
I don't, I don't say this to dash your plans if you have those plans, but I'm, I'm seeing very in real time in my real life, how hard it is for me to let go of something I've been expecting for a long time, especially if I'm, you know, you're a chronic planner, um, a compulsive planner. That's probably a better name for me. So the, I'm attached to something and you know, I've been listening to, um, we had uh, an incredible mystery school class yesterday and it was really nice just to hear from, you know, other people and what they're going through, but I'm starting to see how these little situations, these blips of delay are teaching us how to be present I know that it it teaches us how to be patient, but I almost think that patience is a byproduct of being present and not ne- maybe necessarily the goal. I try to think about it and I was like, what is, what does patience do for expansion for a spiritual being? If there is no such thing as time, what's the point of patience? Like that's the real question, right? <laughs> what are we waiting for? Uh, and what is the purpose of learning how to wait? And I guess if the universe has a divine timing, then waiting would be valuable. But if time doesn't exist, then kind of what's the point? The point then would make sense that it would be presence. Because if you can't be present, then you don't have access to the insane downloads that come into the world that help assist us facilitating our growth. And so in that, you know, your, your presence is, is of, of prime importance to get to. And yes, by being present, you become more patient because you're not looking towards the future and trying to make something happen that hasn't, that doesn't exist yet. But in, in its perfect manifestation, I imagine that those things cannot be rushed either. So presence would be highly important. I'm just now coming to that thought like, oh damn, hmm, I never thought about that. And this is the importance of presence <laughs> you're seeing in real time. So anyway, the, the challenge of, of that kind of expectation, the challenge of the delays, the challenge of feeling like you're, you're wanting something, but it's not happening. The challenge of not seeing, um, your manifestation come to fruition, not just in a delayed sense, but just completely like not at all. And the frustration that you have and feeling like, the desires of your heart are not met. It makes you feel like you're not seen. And it, to me, it provokes that tantrum feeling to give you an awareness about areas that are not healed yet. Areas that are, are looking to be tended to, looking to be present with. You imagine yourself as a neglected child. Imagine that are, there are areas in your life that have just been overlooked and you haven't been seen. And what would you need to do to your younger self right now in order to facilitate uh, an energy of being seen? You would need to be present with that child. So uh, imagine that you were, you know, uh, doing foster care or adoption and you had encountered a child who had been overlooked, neglected, and so on. You would make a concerted effort to just be present with the child, to listen to the child, to pay attention, make eye contact, do things slowly, safely, carefully, intentionally. And I think that that's kind of what we're needing to do, how we're needing to tend to ourselves, especially during this time while things are going backwards or feel like they're going backwards. 
that we're tending to that inner child, that we're being present with that inner child, that yes, that child is having a tantrum because they can't have the Fruit Loops at nine o'clock at night, but the Fruit Loops are coming the next morning and teaching that child that there are divine times for Fruit Loops. <laughs> there are divine times for the partner you're trying to manifest. There are divine times for posting a podcast. There are divine times for getting married. There are divine times for getting that perfect job. There are divine times for getting that house. All the things that you have been waiting for are set in their divine time that I don't know if it's set when it's going to be, you know, at your perfect growth or because there's something better. We often, we tend to settle for things because they're closer, nearby, more accessible. And so we will almost fight to settle for something when we're afraid we can't get the thing we actually want. Hear me there. We will settle for what's closer. And the universe is confused because it's like, oh, they've been saying they wanted this thing. Why are they going after that thing? You know, like uh, you think you're not worthy of love. So you continue to settle for people who don't treat you very well. When in your heart of hearts, that inner child knows that they want the grandest love. And, and yet you're, you're chasing after crumbs. I do that myself. I'm looking for an experience, a type of experience, you know, all kinds of experiences, whether that be travel, whatever. And, and I'm looking for, looking at this experience and going, well, maybe we can do it this way or that way, or maybe I just want to do it by this time. Why? Why does it matter if it's, if it's this year, next year, 20 years from now, if you get to have the experience at some point. And that's a hard, that's a hard one for me to swallow. So I'm, I'm, I am sorry to be the bearer of any kind of bad news here. If, if that is, if the experience is the thing that's important to you, for you to have, what are you afraid of? Most of us are afraid of, we won't have enough time. It'll happen in a timeline that doesn't suit us. Doesn't feel appropriate for us that we feel we won't enjoy it as much. If we're older, if it's later, it won't be the, the, the right time. And you know, the frustration that ensues with that, a feeling like I, I can't have what I want when I want it. In the grand scheme of things, I think we would, we would ask for everything at the same time. If we could, the universe was like, yeah, you can have it. And you'd be like, sweet. I want to have my dream house right now. Boom. Poof. Okay. What else? I want to have, um, you know, the baby, the family, the, the job, the, you know, I don't know, the design career, whatever, whatever the thing is, poof, 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 poof. Okay. You've got it all. Now what? You would, you would feel like, ah, okay, well, I've had everything I want. This is what's supposed to make me happy. And then you find that you're utterly miserable because there is no more fun. There's no more guessing. There's no more hope. There's no more. What if there's no more shift, no more change, no more pursuit, no more waiting, no more challenge. And you're bored. You know how those people who come into a lot of money all of a sudden and they buy a lot of shit and they, they end up like just wreaking havoc kind of I'm not saying everybody like that, but think of like, um, uh, a child movie star 
who got rich really early in life. And then at some point they go through this rebellious period because they're bored. And we see that kind of like, if we got all of our manifestations at the same time, we got everything that we wanted, we wouldn't learn shit. And it would be really boring, really, really boring on earth. So I guess waiting may, may be a part of our entertainment from a soul perspective, not from a human perspective, not at all. I was talking to David yesterday because I was questioning, um, I often question my spirituality and my own beliefs. And, um, I think that I, I don't have a very solid stance on what I believe all the time. Uh, it changes very often the more and more that I learn. And we were having this discussion back and forth about aliens and, um, what our purpose in the world is. And like, are we actually living in a simulation versus, um, is this a biological reincarnation that happens all the time? Is the galactic federation real and, you know, all this stuff. So we're going back and forth. And I was, I was telling him, I was like, well, is it a simulation or is it the, the biological version of like, we're doing this energetic reincarnation over and over, or is it both? Where do they merge? And then I asked, where do aliens fit in? You know, like, are they also reincarnating? Are they also on a soul's path journey? Are they ahead of us in their expansion? Why are they assisting us? Is, is, is earth really a school? And if earth is a school, then is it a, is it an experiment, <laughs> um, you know, via simulation, like I'm really getting deep into the rabbit hole down to the fact of if, if aliens are here to assist us, what's their vested interest in us? If that's not helping their expansion as well. And if it is an experiment, then are we their experiment? Are they a part of the experiment as well? Cause I don't want to be anybody's experiment. <laughs> and then no shade. Um, but we were laughing about that. And I thought, well, I don't want to be some aliens experiment. Like if I'm here on earth and this is a school and I'm here to progress, then the self-development should be my experiment, right? I shouldn't be someone else's experiment and going back and forth about what that looked like. And the only reason I'm telling this story is because I'm, I'm sitting here with expectations about what my spirituality should look like. And I'm looking to manifest something very specific about my own growth and development. And at the end of the day, I have zero control over what that looks like because ultimately I, I don't, I don't know. And, and very much so for, for all of you, like for our manifestations and what we want to happen in our life and our spirituality, we can't know. We can't really know. We can only account on our own experience, which is like a fraction or a fractal of what the universal experience is altogether. So your truth is not my truth and my truth is not your truth. And so if that is the case, then this is just some kind of free for all here <laughs> where we really don't know what's going to happen or what's best for us or what's the experiment versus what's the, the self-development lesson, why patience is uh, important or presence is important. Like we can't know what's going to happen in the future versus what happened in the past. We can only kind of perceive through our own experiences, but we can't really know. All we know is right now. All we can really know is the present. And we can ask many questions. That is most likely the entertainment portion of this human experience is the not knowing the veil serves us to not know what's going to happen. Like, this is how we play the game. This is if it's a simulation or not, like the veil serves us 
So we asked, or at least if we came in, if that, if that's how it works, if we had a contract to come in, we asked to forget. So the veil gives us skin in the game. So if you are struggling right now and trying to discern what's happening in your life, wanting to know what the future is, having upset around expectations, not happening the way you thought that they should. We kind of chose this because in some way or another, the veil, the not knowing serves us, whether it serves our learning, whether it serves our experiment, whether it serves data collection, whether we are slaves to aliens in some other far off universe. I have no idea, but that's a scary thought. <laughs> um, but either way, the veil serves us because in some way or another, I, I believe anyway, our souls chose not to know. So we could find out as it happened. So we could be more present. So we could remember in ways that are without fear and anxiety of trying to guess, trying to protect, trying to keep ourselves from um, experiencing pain or suffering. I think the pain and suffering, the delays, the reflection are what help us become more patient, more present, more aware. And in that somehow we grow. So I don't know, maybe that was all rambling. Who knows? But all I know is that in this, in this process, in this little lesson, I have little mini lessons I get all the time that it is super humbling to have to sit back and surrender to the process of what's happening in my life, what's happening in your life and come to terms with you know, sometimes things aren't going to be as you expected them to. Sometimes you can do everything in your power and you cannot control how things roll out. You cannot change how things are maybe meant to happen. Like if they set the experiment and these are the parameters, then suffering is a part of it. Not suffering, not suffering. Pain is a part of it. Suffering is more of a choice. Because when we are holding on to our expectations of how things should happen, it keeps us from being able to be the observer. Instead, we judge something and say it's bad or good. And instead of being able to step back and say it is what it is, it just is. So hopefully that made sense on my teeny tiny microphone plugged into my phone. <laughs> um, if you guys like this episode, obviously share it with someone you love but also uh, we're closing our mystery school June 1st enrollment. So if that is something you would like to be a part of, you want to be in, in the company of mystics and come to our classes where we're trying to get everybody up to speed in order to how to connect to spirit better, then uh, go to patreon.com slash the lovely Leah and join us. So that's all I got. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.